0: Hey, this is Vicki Durr.
1: And I'm Steve Durr.
0: And today we are going to be reading and talking about Matthew 26, 1 through 35. Here we go. When Jesus had finished saying all these things, he said to his disciples, As you know, Passover begins in two days, and the Son of Man will be handed over to be crucified. At that same time, the leading priests and elders were meeting at the residence of Caiaphas, the high priest, plotting how to capture Jesus secretly and kill him. But not during the Passover celebration, they agreed, or the people may riot. Meanwhile, Jesus was in Bethany at the home of Simon, a man who had previously had leprosy. While he was eating, a woman came in with a beautiful alabaster jar of expensive perfume and poured it over his head. The disciples were indignant when they saw this. What a waste, they said. It could have been sold for a high price and the money given to the poor. But Jesus, aware of this, replied, Why criticize this woman for doing such a good thing to me? You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. She has poured this perfume on me to prepare my body for burial. I tell you the truth, wherever the good news is preached throughout the world, this woman's deed will be remembered and discussed. Then Judas Iscariot, one of the twelve disciples, went to the leading priests and asked, How much will you pay me to betray Jesus to you? And they gave him thirty pieces of silver. From that time on, Judas began looking for an opportunity to betray Jesus. On the first day of the festival of unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Where do you want us to prepare the Passover meal for you? As you go into the city, he told them, You will see a certain man— Tell him, the teacher says, My time has come, and I will eat the Passover meal with my disciples at your house. So the disciples did as Jesus told them and prepared the Passover meal there. When it was evening, Jesus sat down at the table with the twelve. While they were eating, he said, I tell you the truth, one of you will betray me. Greatly distressed, each one asked in turn, Am I the one Lord? He replied, one of you who has just eaten from this bowl with me will betray me, for the Son of Man must die as the scripture declared long ago. But how terrible it will be for the one who betrays him. It would be far better for that man if he had never been born.
1: Judas, the one who would betray him, also asked, Rabbi, am I the one? And Jesus told him, You've said it. As they were eating, Jesus took some bread and blessed it. Then he broke it into pieces and gave it to the disciples, saying, Take this and eat it, for this is my body. And he took the cup of wine and gave thanks to God for it. He gave it to them and said, Each of you drink from it, for this is my blood, which confirms the covenant between God and his people. It is poured out as a sacrifice to forgive the sins of many." Mark my words, I will not drink wine again until the day I drink it new with you in my father's kingdom. Then they sang a hymn and went out to the Mount of Olives. On the way, Jesus told them, tonight, all of you will desert me. For the scriptures say, God will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I have been raised from the dead, I will go ahead of you to Galilee and meet you there. Peter declared, even if everyone else deserts you, I will never desert you. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, Peter, this very night before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times that you even know me. No, Peter insisted, even if I have to die with you, I will never deny you. And all the other disciples vowed the same.
0: Good old Peter making bold statements. Good old Peter. Gotta love it.
1: I promise. I promise, Mom. I'll clean my room. Right. <laughs> okay, Peter. And but see, all the other disciples vowed to do the same, which I find interesting. Matthew makes that point. I don't remember seeing that in some of the other uh, the the other accounts. But it's not like it was just Peter.
0: Yeah, but it's kind of fun. It's always to fun pick to poke on fun Peter. At Peter. He but... kind of. He gives lots of material.
1: He gives us a lot of material. Yeah. So, uh, Vicki, great job reading. Hooked hey, on Phonics Steve clearly worked, worked for, for you. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well so, done, yourself.
1: Thank you. Um, Forget
0: about your radio voice.
1: Yeah, I just kind of go into radio voice You do. Now. It gets kind of deep. Uh, 105.7. Yes. Uh, so here we go. Um, Do you
0: listen to that station?
1: <laughs> uh, when we get close to Christmas, but it has to be okay. very close to Christmas. Correct.
0: It has to be December.
1: It has to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've got rules. So for you, uh, you, you listen to this kind of movement of Jesus on this final night before he's you know, arrested and betrayed and all that. Um, what was the part that stuck out to you and kind of how did God get your attention um, from this story?
0: Well, a couple things. Um, The first section that I read from, I think I read, that was me. Yeah. Yeah. I read the first section, didn't I? You did. Yeah. So, um, of course, I'm amazed at what happens with the woman who comes in, the bottle of perfume and how she um, anoints his feet, if you will, I think Jesus' feet, and just is caring for him that way. And how... So often in life, I err on the side of um, safe and smart and got to be a good steward of all of our resources. And I don't necessarily think Jesus is saying, yes, you should go be dumb with your stuff. But he, I think what he's saying, too, is there are moments when, um, when being overly generous where people might say, what are you doing? Why
1: are you following God that way?
0: Exactly. Whether it's with how you spend your time or your money or, um, I don't know what else, but I just think, I just in my head always think of let's not be wasteful and let's be smart. And this is what a good steward looks like. And I think that there are times when um, being just lavishly generous, yeah, um, is a good and beautiful, lovely thing, and probably something that we don't maybe do enough of. Yeah, you kind of found a good thing. In yeah, the book. I did,
1: and I, I realized I, that when you were talking about that, like there's the, there is that woman who who wept and covered Jesus' feet with her tears, like, and this was the one where she dumps it on his head.
0: Okay, yeah, but
1: the perfume, but same. Yeah, same kind of a situation. But can you imagine just how I don't know? It just feels awkward, though. You're well, just kind of
0: yeah. <laughs> there you know is that I mean? piece. I don't know.
1: It just kind of feels like an awkward. I was going to just let it go. Yeah. You know, but you know, it just feels like an awkward moment at a at a uh, a dinner party. You know, you're right. sitting there and someone comes up behind you and but dumps something Jesus, on your head. But of course,
0: Jesus, who knows more than all of us. Yeah.
1: It's amazing how he can handle... the
0: beauty of that event.
1: See, that's the thing is how... I'm just amazed at how Jesus takes these kind of awkward moments where someone is crying at his feet, wiping his feet with tears, and how someone can also pour perfume over someone's head. Um, he handles all these circumstances that, for us, would completely throw us for a loop. Right. And he just seems to just...
0: Because he just knows
1: he just rolls. more than we it's do, just right? He knows. Yeah.
0: Again, the beauty
1: of it. It's just amazing, but anyway, what you're saying, I read your. Yeah, great quote I came there. across a, a passage. Uh, it's from Frank uh, Viola. He's got a, a book um, called God's Favorite Place on Earth, and it's about the town of Bethany, where Mary and Martha and Simon um, lived, and Jesus hung out there a lot at their home, and uh, this is where this is all taking place, and. Um, He's talking about this situation. I just love some of these passages. He's saying, you know, he's talking about this scenario and he says, what is waste? It's giving more than necessary. Waste is when you give a diamond to a dog. It's when you give something valuable to that which is inferior in worth. When something of value could be better spent elsewhere, we call it waste. What the disciples here are really saying is, Jesus isn't worth it. Mark it down. When you give that which is most valuable in your life to the Lord Jesus Christ, some people around you, even fellow Christians, will consider it to be a waste. And then he gives some different examples where um, people will say, listen, why aren't you doing this thing that we would expect you to do with your time, with your money, all of these things, and you're giving all of that to Jesus when you should be doing this other thing. Um, And he's saying, no, 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 listen, um, what some regard to be waste is beautiful in the Lord's eyes. The truth is the only way to keep yourself from wasting your life is to waste it on Jesus Christ. So the answer to the question, what, why this waste is simply because Christ is worthy and so, um, so good. I, I really like that a lot. So, uh, I think one of the questions that comes to mind then is what is it? What is my alabaster perfume that, um, that I can, that some people might see as waste, but it's really the, the greatest thing that I have to give right. to, to the person of greatest value in my life? And am I holding that back?
0: Crud. It wasn't really.
1: You didn't expect to go that deep? I wasn't. I don't even know if it's Shoot. that deep.
0: I mean, I kind of think it is.
1: You think it is? Yeah. Okay. But
0: we're going to have to get back to you on the answer to that question.
1: Okay. <laughs> so just email Vicki with the answer.
0: Or Steve. <laughs> I think you have more access to his email than mine.
1: Okay. Okay. Anyway, so there, that's a, that was a great point. But then you, you brought yeah. up something else, though. I okay. Was good. So
0: just um, quickly reading through this again, this uh, part stuck out to me on the verse 31... On the way, Jesus told them tonight, all of you will desert me for the scriptures say, God will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I have been raised from the dead, I will go ahead of you to Galilee and meet you there. Mm. So Jesus is saying, you, my people are going to desert me, betray me. But after, you know, like that's all done, I'm just going to, connect with you later yeah it's not like we're gonna have to talk this out we're gonna have to like really process the hurt and the feelings which is all important stuff to do but jesus doesn't say that he just says you know after i've been raised from the dead let's hook up again
1: yeah yeah no big deal
0: like who can just (laughs) right (laughs) and it's just amazing to me again like just talking about that lavish grace that Mm. i think the lord has like I already know y'all are going to ditch me, but we're just going to connect again after I, after I've saved the world, let's connect.
1: It's just, um, we're still going to be together.
0: Yeah. It's again, like how he knows more Mm. and he can be trusted to always just say, I'll meet you there. It's fine. You're going to biff it, but it's fine. I'll still, I'll I'll still still meet you.
1: I'll still meet you.
0: So just so comforting. Yeah. Of course.
1: That's really good. I was thinking it is, t- isn't it? I was it was it is so good. And I because I think what it reminds me too is on uh Resurrection Sunday, uh in the story of Easter, we always hear the angel say, um he'll go to and you hear Jesus say it too, like, Tell my disciples to go to Galilee, there I'll meet him just as I told just them. Just
0: as I told them And right. this is
1: kind of that moment Yes. where he's telling them, I'll meet you in Galilee. Yeah. And right before he's telling them, he's saying, You're gonna all betray me. Yeah. So it's kind of like that little reminder moment where you you're all gonna betray me. They don't believe it, but I'm still gonna meet you there. Yeah. So be reassured, um, I'm still I'm still gonna meet you there. So yep. um again, I think in our own lives, uh I think sometimes we can think we've We've
0: gone too far.
1: Yeah, we've gone too far. We've done too much. We've said too much. Right. We've been in the wrong places, um, had certain things done to us, disqualified us. But to know that Jesus is still desiring to meet with us wherever we're at. um, Right. And his grace is there. It's just good news.
0: It is good news. Yeah. Love it.
1: Well, would you mind closing us out in prayer, babe? Sure thing. You always do such a great job. Thanks. Warms my heart. (laughs) love you baby. love you
0: God thank you so much for today for this time that we could just um, reflect on your word that is that brings life that um, is true and Lord thank you that we can count on you to provide grace and provide it lavishly to us pray that you would bless each person listening today and um, give us a great day amen
1: Amen. Have a great day.
0: See ya.